Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome to Malice Smack Talk. We're gonna get going here in a second. Uh, you've watched our show before. We're gonna be doing a prediction cast tonight with the uh, money in the bank happening this weekend. Um, so come on in. Getting ready to seize your first opportunity to come into the ring and start grandstanding and hot. Getting ready to seize your first opportunity to come into the ring and start grandstanding and hot dogging. Yeah. I can't help it that I look good, smell good. Woo! That's right. It's the Smack Talkers back live on Twitch.com. Tonight, we got a two-man show, potentially a three-man show. We might have a late entry into It's almost like a Royal Rumble entry. Uh, right now, we're going to start off with myself, Masonic Vader, your host as always. Uh, and with me right now is Mind Freak. How you doing, sir? Doing good, buddy. Now, uh, now we can finally uh, rip on each other. You know, I I missed a couple casts, and you missed actually's cast due, you know, to being off with coach. Now Marty's off with coach this week, so you know, I don't feel as bad anymore. So you know, and, and, and I could I could see we're both sporting some new shirts. You are sporting yes, we the, are. the elite young bucks. Uh, the elite young bucks this week, and our last uh, last time had the elite the cleaner. Kenny Omega. So this week, you know, going with the hometown heroes, local the High Desert Rancho area, the Young Bucks. So, what's up? Nice. <laughs> and I'm going with the uh, new Daniel Bryant. Planets oh, champion. So, I've been thinking about it and it just clicked, dude. Your shirt, that that like image of Daniel Bryant on the shirt first, it's great. But yeah. it kind of looks like Socrates a little bit. Like well, if, you look, if, you, if you check it out up close, his beard is drawn up to be make it look like tree roots. And everything, <laughs> which is awesome. That's yeah, awesome. And, and, and of course, we're doing a pre show, we're getting everything ready. And the producer was like freaking out because he keeps staring at him. Look, look, yeah. Arr. hey, this is the Money in the Bank 2019 prediction show. Now, we've got two of us here right now. Uh, Bearded Master is trying to come back from assignment. Uh, and so uh, hopefully he's not hanging out with Percy. Man, what's up with him just jumping ship like that, huh? Oh, I know, man. Or, you yeah, know, he could so, be stuck at the airport trying to get on, you know, the, the corporate jet to come back, you know. That's true. That's true, man. <laughs> he's taking his time, dude. So yeah. we do have his picks, and hopefully he'll jump in uh, later on. But we're going to get this show rocking and rolling. Now, before we start up everything, we, of course, got to thank the host, uh, the, uh, the 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 premier Malice Hyphen Corp. It's all things nerd. Uh, thank you guys so much for allowing us to uh, jump in every week on this channel. Uh, now, if if this is your first time joining us, you can always go to malice-corp.com. You can find all of our old podcasts plus all the other podcasts that the the website does. Uh, like tomorrow night at eight p.m. Pacific Standard Time is our made main cast, the All Nerd Podcast. To not be confused with anybody else, this is the original one. Uh, and then, of course, we have the uh, season finale, uh, series finale, everything else, Sunday night at 9 p.m. Pacific time of Game of Thrones. And please do not miss that one because that is going to have not only myself and Mind Freak on there, but it's probably going to be a little bit more uh, entertaining as the adult beverages might flow slightly before and during show. So that'll be fun. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we, we do have Walking Dead and whatnot and a bunch of other casts that we have done as well. Um, you can always catch those at malice-corp.com. Uh, you can also check us out on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, thank you guys very much. Let's get things moving. I'm excited. 
All right, so before we move forward, I just want to take a quick second. We actually lost two wrestlers this last week, uh, one of them being Silver King. Passed away last week, I believe on Tuesday, maybe even a little bit before that. I, I don't know if you got – I didn't get a chance to see the, the cast from Thursday or, 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 I mean, from last week. But we lost Silver King this week. Uh, and, unfortunately, it was an in-ring in accident. Something happened in-ring, and I don't know. There's really – there's not much going out right now. Um, you know, it, it sucks, man. Silver uh, Silver King was really cool, and I really liked <laughs> – I can lie. I hit my favorite work of his, him is in Nacho Libre, uh, <laughs> but uh, he he was a great wrestler, and it, it's sad to see him go like that. And of course, we had uh, just announced this morning, uh, Ashley from WWE uh, won the um, uh, won the Diva Search. Gosh, I don't even know how many years ago now 12, 14 years ago or something. Four or five, somewhere in there. Somewhere around there, yeah. Uh, she, she passed away today at 39, uh, still young. And, uh, you know, a couple of years that she, she rode the two years of her contract. She made a pretty good impact. Uh, you know, coming from the outside, it was part of that whole WWE trying to find new talent kind of thing. Uh, you know, she made best with what she had, her talent level, her athleticism was pretty good. Her in-ring skills were okay. They got better as time moved forward. She was obviously one of the divas uh, that made uh, that graced the presence of Playboy and everything. So she made some kind of an impact in the two years that she was with WWE. And it sucks to see that, you know, especially at the age of 39, going out so young like that. So um, do you, do you, you, I'm sure you've seen some matches of Silver King and you've seen Ashley. What are your thoughts on these guys uh, leaving us so soon? It, it, it's... I mean, it still hits you hard, like some of these, you know, legends and all that kind of stuff, too. You know, you know, you're we're a fan of wrestling, we're a fan of the entertainment value, and when somebody goes, you know, even if they were there a short while or a long time, it still sucks because you know you lost part of stuff that you watch or you enjoy watching stuff like that. It's like in any case of like anything, like whether it's like uh, other athletes like sports or like you know. Uh, musicians stuff like that it's just it just sucks when somebody leaves especially with how young and stuff like that you know absolutely and 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 here's the thing man wrestling fans i don't care what you say i mean soccer fans whatever wrestling fans are got to be some of the most dedicated fans i've seen to any type of sport or anything like that because for you know silver king's one thing but like I mentioned, Ashley only had two years in the ring, and I don't even think she did anything else after that. I think she just kind of went on and did her own thing. But yet you you follow the Twitter page today. You see all the, the stuff that's been sent out. There's a lot of people that are sending out a lot of condolences out there uh, and remembering the two years that she had. with the uh, and, and, they're, and they're out there throwing it out like that. Like I think wrestling fans are very unique to where – not only do they get themselves involved with it and everything, but they get to a point where, hey, if you just spent your li- two years of your life or however many years you're in the ring uh, and you dedicated because it's a hard job, 245 days on the road uh, and diving off top ropes and hanging on that on that mat that's got about that much padding on it uh, is sick. And, and yeah, they, you can see these fans are definitely – Wrestling fans are probably the, mo- the most uh, dedicated and most heartfelt of the fans where they really see what the heck's going on. And Silver King, man, that guy that guy went out the way he wanted to, I bet. I mean, yeah. no, one wants, no one wants to leave the earth uh, too early in life, man. He was 51 years young, but he got to leave doing what he loved best, which was wrestling, man. And it's, it's just really sad to see him go like that. Yep. 
But uh, I just want to take that second. Thank you guys so much. Um, rest in peace, guys, and uh, thank you very much for your time. So, um, all right. So there you go. Kill that momentum fast, right, huh, Derek? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Well, going through this, we've got we've got two kickoff matches, and then we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Man, we have a total of twelve matches. They doubled it, and that's including the two money in the bank. So this is going to be a good pay per view, and the talent is stacked on this thing. Like there is not a single person that's hot right now that's not going right now. Uh, other than unfortunately, what we heard earlier today uh, reported that Alexa Bliss will not be in the money in the bank. She's not been medically cleared. Um. Normally we ask bearded master because that beard is flowing with the knowledge and everything. Have you heard what the injury status, what, like what it is with her on the uh, injury? I haven't, but I mean, you know, like, I mean, part of the reason, you know, she didn't compete at WrestleMania she was the host because it was, uh, you know, she wasn't clear medically then too. I think she's only had like one match since Royal Rumble time esque, if I want to say maybe even before that. Um, yeah, they've been shit on her, man. Yeah, like she had that one match last week against Naomi, um, with her shoes and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, um, it's, other it, than that, I'm not necessarily sure. It is crazy. It's it's uh, like normally we would get some kind of an idea with what's going on. Like for example, when Daniel Bryant went out. We knew exactly what happened with them. It was it was uh, several concussions and everything. Uh, I mean, Bri- uh, Nikki Bella with the neck, so on and so forth. This is the first time where I've ever like seen somebody go out for a long time, and you haven't really gotten an idea of what's going on. You can't tell if it's if it's the concussion part of it, if it's uh, something else, if it could be neck related. I mean, because obviously with some of the injuries that you see in the WWE nowadays you're starting to see it's either concussion protocol or a lot of times it's a neck injury of some type. You get a blown out knee, I get that, but the major ones were out. It's usually the concussion uh, protocol or neck injury. So Yeah, like, I mean, looking along the lines of, like, you know, like how long it took Daniel Bryan to get back in. I mean, uh, look what happened with Paige um, and all that kind of stuff. So hopefully it's not something serious. Uh, She's one of my favorite in-wing performers. Um, So... Wish her sweet recovery, Galaxy, back in the ring. Oh, uh, yeah. So please get well soon, Alexa. We miss you in the ring. But we do still like you showing up every week. That's a good thing. So <laughs> uh, this is going to be a – this is actually probably going to be one of my favorite Money in the Banks because there's a lot more matches going on this year. I think last year they only had like – I can't even remember. It didn't seem like there was many. Like seven or eight matches last year. Yeah. It, was a, it seemed like it was a short card last year. It did a little more emphasis on the money in the bank itself versus anything else, and I think what last year was the first. No, no, it wasn't the first. Second year, but last year year. was the first. uh, Last year was the first women's cash in on the same night with that's right, exactly. Alexa Bliss. That's right. Was that last year? I thought it was. I thought it was year. Yeah, it was last year because Carmella won it the year before. Or the first one. Yeah, yeah. the first one. Due to he. Okay. Due to Nochin, remember. Oh my gosh! Let's not bring that dude back up. <laughs> oh, oh. Can't stand that guy. Thinking us haven't brought him back either. Well, who knows? Shit. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. So let, let's start off. Well, we'll start off with the kickoff show. Uh, we've got two actual championship matches on the kickoff show. So that kind of tells you what kind of a stacked uh, pay per view this is going to be. Uh, you've 
got the 205 Live Championship, which is Tony Nese versus Aria Dabari. Um, I, I like the match. Uh, I think uh, there's uh, – I know you don't watch 205 as much as I get a chance to watch it and everything. Tony Nese's transformation from heel to – I don't want to call him a face, but he's definitely on the positive side. And everything has been pretty, uh, pretty smooth. Uh, they needed to do it. Two hundred five has been kind of, you know, lacking a little bit. And well, yeah, to- well, especially too since you know we got that teaser like a week after WrestleMania um, that Buddy Murphy's coming to two hundred five, and essentially, you know, when Buddy Murphy was the cruiserweight champ, not necessarily saying he was holding the division, but. Essentially, you know, that was one of the biggest things, you know, to tune in and hear about the matches was, all right, what's Buddy Murphy doing? This and that, you know. Um, same thing, you know, with uh, when they lost uh, Ali, essentially, you know, the heart of 205, mm-hmm. too. So for the fact that them to be doing – and you're absolutely right. No, I don't watch 205 as much as you do. Um, but from, you know, the snippets and stuff that I see, it really seems like, you know, Tony is filling, filling into his place as the champion, as more of a positive kind of person. It's good to see, especially with uh, the athleticism that Tony Nice yeah. does have. Yeah, and 205 needed it because I was getting tired of every week it starting up and it was Lucha House Party every <laughs> single week. driving me insane. So um, so, so on that note, you've got Tony Nice. I think this is going to be his second title defense. Against Arya Davari, who's been coming back. Uh, I look. I think he had an injury. That he's been back now for a couple months, and he's been getting some good momentum. Great heel. Uh, both athletic is 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 everything. It, it's going to be a really entertaining match. Who do you think you? Who do you see that's going to be winning this match, and why? Uh I'm. And I, I know we talked kind of before we went live with this. That a lot of our picks for Money in the Bank kind of seem to be lining up, yeah. And and, and it's and it's before we talking about it. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Tony Nice. Um, part, and part of the reason, nothing against Arya Davari. I think you know he would make a great um, you know a great champion. You know to kind of hold the the uh, the title. Um, but just to kind of go you know with with the transformation that you're having with Tony Nice, going from the heel to kind of more of that positive that kind of face. I don't see you know you have. Buddy Murphy, he was just a straight like anti-hero, just straight heel the entire his entire reign. You can't go like heel somewhat of a positive turn with Tony Nice and then heel right again. You kind of have to have that positive face kind of person have the belt um, for at least one, two, maybe three months. Um, I can see Tony having an extended um, title run, but it just really depends on where they see to go it. But for that case, the case of everything that's going as far as like storyline stuff like that. I'm going to say Tony's going to retain the title. Yeah, and um, and Bearded Master agrees with you. He has Tony Nice as well. And unfortunately, as much as my our producer is going to hate this, I'm going to do it as well and say Tony Nice. It's unanimous. And it's because of the simple fact that 205 is in a point, and we've talked about this before, where it's been stripped of, uh, of a lot of their major names, and it, either through bringing up to the, the main shows or – like in situations with Hideo Itami uh, moving on and stuff. So they need something to kind of cling to right now. Buddy Murphy was their main guy, but it was getting to a point, though, where it was holding Buddy Murphy back. Buddy Murphy has earned the right or earned the ability to be on the main shows, and he needed someone to go forward it. And the the rivalry they had uh, brought Tony Nese into the limelight. I think he's got the, the, the chops to do it. 
need, but he's one of the few that have still hung on there outside of Lucha House Party and everything, which I just said. Lucha House Party right now is more of an annoyance versus anything. So uh, they're going to hold on to him, and he's going to have the belt for a little bit longer until they can kind of replenish 205 or figure out how they're going to either dissolve it or mix it in with NXT or whatever they think you're going to do with it to save it. Uh, because it's now just literally coming to a point where it's almost like a main event now. So yeah, it's like Sunday so, so Night Heat. There you <laughs> go. Uh, <laughs> woo. Um, yeah. So uh, Daniel, the the other kickoff uh, or the other kickoff one is a tag team match for the championship SmackDown Championships. The new champs, Daniel uh, Bryan and Rowan, versus what we consider the best champion or the best tag team in the WWE, if not possibly in the entire wrestling industry right now, the Usos. Um, this is, this is an, this is going to be an interesting match to where uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan has all have been together for over a year, but not mainly as a tag team, but much as Daniel Bryan champ and Rowan is a, uh, as going to be a uh, muscle a bodyguard in a sense. Yeah. Muscle. Now, it's not like they've not, neither of them have been tag team champions. Uh, Daniel Bryan, I believe, has been tag team champions twice. Uh, Rowan's been tag team champs uh, with uh, Luke Harper twice as well. Yeah, so they've got – they both have tag team championship gold under the belt. Uh, their chemistry's worked really well since they've been put together. Um, I'll start off by saying that Bearded Master has Daniel Bryan and Rowan winning. Now, of course, we don't have his insight on why he's picking – I'll go this time and uh, say that I, I also agree with Daniel Bryan and Rowan winning, hence the reason why I wore the Daniel Bryan shirt tonight. <laughs> so sure, I'll be wearing next week. Uh, <laughs> um, it, it, it's just because right now the tag team division, we've also talked about this too, similar to 205, is a little bit of a state of flux, especially on SmackDown. The entire okay. year last year, I think, yeah, SmackDown was solid. Like they had the better tag team division. And lately, it's been kind of dragging a little bit, and so the and and they just can't have the Usos running shop all the time. So you're you're not wrong. You're that that's a great point, and then it's kind of the point that me and uh, me and Beard one hit on last week too. Um, it's the fact that you practically you SmackDown doesn't have a tag team division, and that's essentially why they gave the titles to uh, to Rowan and Daniel. Um, Part of the reason, um, and that is who my picks are for this one as well, is going to be Danny Ryan Rowan. Um, it's unanimous. But for the reason, too, it's like you move the Usos over to Raw, and yet with the wildcard rule, you have them coming back challenging for the, the belts. Like, you're not going to take um, a different brand's tag team titles over to the opposite show. Like, you're just not going to do that. Yeah. I mean, I understand, you know, you know, putting up a fight because there's really nobody else, too, because, I mean... If you take like all the tag teams, essentially, you broke up the bar. The New Day aren't in the tag team title picture because of what's going on with Kofi, that, and Big E's injured. Um, the Usos are over on Raw now. You split up uh, Chad Gable and Robert Roode. Um, so really, who do you have left? You kind of have what's left of Sanity, essentially, but I... With what happened with Eric, uh, not Eric Young, but Alexander Wolf leaving, I'm not sure what's going on with Eric Young, Killian Dane anymore. You have heavy machinery. You have the Viking Raiders, but they're on Raw. So really, you don't necessarily have that big of a men's tag team right now. So it's smart to keep it on 
uh, Brian and Rowan because at least, you know, there you have some legitimacy with it, you know, with both them, like, you know, like you said, having the tag team experience. Um, but those two as a pair, I'm, I like it. And I like the fact that Rowan comes out every every week wearing a different band shirt and stuff like that. I thought it was funny. <laughs> Last week, he was wearing in an Amount of Moth shirt, which is essentially his Viking medal. So I'm like, just have them in a, like a squash match against the Viking Raiders. That'd be entertaining. <laughs> wearing that shirt, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, like to go on that point and everything. Smack, uh, right now, the tag team division, especially in SmackDown, like I mentioned, is in a flux. I think it's good to have Daniel and uh, Rowan on there because they need some kind of uh, an anchor, a heel anchor. And like I mentioned earlier, you can't lean on the Usos. I mean, you can give the Usos the belt, they can win the championship and they can go, but everyone already knows they're the best tag team. They should have the belts, but unfortunately, as we have learned, if they if you don't start switching it up and it gets stale, you don't have a tag team division. And I think that's what happened to, to uh, the tag team division last year is they left it on some uh, on tag teams too long, and the division got stale. And then you start splitting people up. That's the reason why I think uh, uh, Alistair Black and Ricochet worked so well together as a tag team because there was something new and different. <laughs> that uh, bless you, you. Uh, two to three months they were rolling so. Uh, you know, kudos to getting Daniel Bryan and Rowan that championship because I do believe that Daniel Bryan needs to be a, a part of some kind of championship. He's got too much behind him. This this new Daniel Bryan is so so awesome as far as on the heel side that it makes no sense not to keep some gold around his waist, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, we have a, a producer message in the chat. Bryan and Rowan are like rocketing group. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Dang, there and there's the nerd side coming out. There's everybody. the nerd That's side right. coming in, and Rocky grew early to Drax, who is Batista, so it comes full circle. Oh my! <laughs> oh man, there you go. Thank you, sir. Now let's get to the main match of the Money in the Bank. Uh, you know, we've obviously got four. We've got four title matches. Uh, we've got the two money in the banks, and then we just have some uh, some rivalry matches. So I would say let's start off with the uh, – uh, well, actually, no, five title matches. Excuse me. Forgot that one. So let's start off with the two rivalry matches to start off with because uh, I like to hang out with those titles at the end and everything. Uh, we've got, first of all, Roman versus Elias. Uh, a lot of this – is, this is developed quickly. In a very a very short period of time, I think it's been about three four weeks. No, 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 three weeks at the most, where these guys have built up this rivalry through Shane McMahon uh, and, and the infamous uh, Superman punch to Mister McMahon. Uh, this is going to be, I think, this is going to be a very good match. Elias, over the last year and a half, not only has he his mic skills always been there, man, his in ring skills have come up a lot since he's hit the main roster. Oh, absolutely, it has. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm excited to see this match. And it's it, Roman Reigns has made a good comeback since uh, coming back from his illness. Uh, he, he's right back in the mix of things. Unfortunately, the fans, you could already hear them start booing again because it's Roman Reigns. I mean, they gave it a month, I guess. Uh, well, who do you see? Who do you see winning this guy? So the. the- out of all the matches, this is one of three matches without them, you know, the contract matches that I can see going honestly could be going either way. 
in, in, in like razor thin, like 50 50, like leading like 51 49. Um, my argue, I can make arguments for both sides. Um, on the Elias side, it's yeah, you know, you, you have Elias coming over to SmackDown, you know, uh, essentially what I think sometimes could be the better show because it's a shorter show. Um, you can have more storylines, you get more impact out of the storyline, stuff like that, which is going to do tremendous things for Elias. Because when you're, you know, on the three-hour show, yeah, you know, don't get me wrong, I love watching three hours of Raw, but sometimes it's just like, really? Like, come on, like, let's get some more action. At least with SmackDown, even though, like, to me, sometimes SmackDown does seem a little bit more consistent. So it could do a, a tremendous things for Elias, um, especially with how good he is on the mic. Um, you know, and what he can do, the way he can uh, cultivate and captivate the crowd, get them to interact with them, stuff like that. But then to just watching where his skill set has gone as an entering performer is fantastic. Um, on the other side, though, with Roman Reigns, yeah, you have him coming back, you know, battling leukemia's first big match being at WrestleMania um, against Drew McIntyre, then having that rematch last week. Um to, you know, the match uh, just this past Tuesday, teaming up with uh, the Usos. Get to see the bloodline again, which is always fun, seeing when Rain teams up with yeah. his cousins. Um, but then, you know, to kind of solidify, hey, I'm on SmackDown now. This is my yard kind of thing. Um, I could see him winning it too. But again, it, Roman's the kind of guy, you know, that'll go out there and take a loss, you know, to boost others' career because he has been around a little bit longer, stuff like that. But at the same time, you know, kind of elevate him like, hey, Raw is my yard. Well, the whole, regardless of what show I go to, it's my yard too kind of thing. Um, so, you know what? I'm just going to go out and say it, dude. I'm I'm going to go with Roman. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and, 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 again, it's a razor-thin decision on either side. But you know what? I, I got to say true to the big dog. I'm going to go with Roman. Uh, okay, cool. Now, now, here's the thing. We've mentioned this before. Roman's Roman is to the point in his career that regardless if he wins or loses, he's coming out next week and he's getting that big pop. He's always going to have that. Roman Reigns has hit that part of his career. Uh, with that being said, I see what they're trying to do here. They're trying to establish some type of extra rivalries to kind of get things moving. And as we get closer to SummerSlam, to start building up the big weekend I uh, or the big the big summer uh, event. And Elias has been able to come into his own, and he's been able to fill in with Drew and now um, uh, and, and Shane McMahon and whatnot to, uh, to get into that main event kind of status or get dang near close to it. This match, if uh, – like say for example, if he wins, we'll put him into that point where he's now going to be a continuous every week uh, prime time player, not just a mid card. Hey, I'm going to play my guitar and move on kind of thing. It worked for him, but now he's kind of moved up his game, and I think that's where myself and Bearded Master we both picked Elias to win. And I and once again, it's because Roman Reigns doesn't need this win. He comes on next week, and he's still Roman Reigns. Apparently, he's going to be going on Raw and SmackDown because there's that freaking wild card stupid thing. Yeah. So he's going to be around. But Elias needs this win more than anyone, or at least between him and Roman Reigns, because this is going to now move him up to 
main event status, not every week, but definitely going to be on there. I mean, the fans are still chanting walk with Elias. So, I mean, regardless if you're trying to turn him heel, fans are still with him. And if he, when he gets that win against Roman this weekend, he's going to move up even higher. If he and it's not, it's not going to be a clean win. He's going to win. It's not going to be a clean win. There's too, you could already tell there's too much. This is more likely, and I'll put a, a cherry on this one. This is going to be the setup for Shane McMahon versus Roman Reigns for SummerSlam. This is somehow he's going to get involved. And, and, and that's a great point, but I, I just have the gut feeling. I got to go with my gut, yeah. you know? But, I but like it. I said, it's, it's razor thin, and all the points that you make are 100% valid points. Yeah, and, and by the way, if you've been watching this show now, you don't go by what my picks are anyways because I'm dead last. So you Exactly. Know, so my yeah. comments sound great. But that, that's yeah. why that's why you're riding more, uh the bearded ones coattails to try to get some picks. It's okay. Oh, that, I, I see well, what you're I, doing. I yeah, I saw, doing. I saw it work for you. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just no, it didn't. I, I just I went with my gut. That's why I won Red Punk yeah. Punk yeah. <laughs> All right. So then we got the other rivalry match. We just talked about Shane McMahon. We've got the Miz versus Shane McMahon in a steel cage match. Sounds great, but I ain't gonna lie. This man—I think this match is gonna flop. I hate to say it. I hate to say it. I, I don't want it to. It's gonna flop. Outside interference is gonna screw it up, dude. That's the one thing I don't like about no disqualifications or anything like that. Whenever there's a group with a faction. Whenever you have factions involved, and in this situation, it's Miz, it's Bobby Lashley, it's Drew McIntyre, and now it's Elias. There's something always that comes up, regardless if it's in their favor or not. I hate it when these matches get interfered with outside, with outside stuff. Um, and it's just gonna, it, it, it's just gonna flop match. I hate to say it. Okay, so I, I can see it going this way. Because, because you know, you could essentially say the same thing about Roman Reigns versus Elias. Outside interference via Shane McMahon. So then somebody tries – so say there's going to be outside interference in the Roman Reigns, just depending on the outcome and when the matches are. Um, it's going to be the opposite effect of the other one. You get what I'm saying? Well, yeah, it, but now, now I get what you're – I totally get what you're saying there. But in a sense – and here's the thing. You expect it for both. And when it happens on the Elias one, it's not going to bother you. It's not going to bother you, right? But when it happens with the Miz versus Shane, regardless of the outcome, you're going to get bugged because normally these these types of matches, they they say it themselves. Oh, we're going to put a steel cage up and we're going to settle this thing once and for all. Blah blah blah, and then they get interfered, and that's what bugs me about these things. If they're going to be the type of match that that ends a rivalry or it stops a feud for a while, that's the way it should be. Versus, oh, let me just jump in and make this thing go further. It just it, it's annoying. Yeah, but 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 you also have to realize what they kind of nonchalantly set up on SmackDown too. Sure. Uh, so which which if that if they're trying to set that up, which is what we've been talking about for a year. Yeah. But regardless, I, I think we're all in unison with this one. It's unanimous. Uh, yeah, Miz. Yes, Miz. yes, yeah. The Miz gets his win. He gets the fight for his dad. Which I'm sorry, man. The memes they have with his dad and his fighting stance are hilarious. Still to this day, they are. That's, that's damn it. <laughs> oh right. yeah, yeah. The Miz is gonna win this one. 
And and the Miz need the Miz needs this win. Shane doesn't need this win because Shane's not a wrestler. Shane is just kind of throwing and, himself and, in there. And with that BS kind of, I mean, I understand why they did it, but with the BS kind of win that happened at WrestleMania, it, um, Miz needs to win this one. Yeah. Mids needs this to go into SummerSlam with a positive spin and and uh and hopefully and set him. up him against Daniel Bryan. Oh hey now, that would be <laughs> nice. Hey, that, that's what I was alluding to, but you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, just making We're sure. I'm hoping that happens. Just, just making sure, you know, you're old age sometimes. I don't know. Oh, I got your old age right there. Oh, that's a scratch right there. Sorry, my bad. My bad. My bad. Ah, dude. Okay, so we've gotten through your 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 rivalry matches. Your, your <laughs> We're producer in the chat is like, it's their attempt at compelling writing, and unlike Game of Thrones, there are no petitions to redo them in this last month of shows. Who's <laughs> mess our producer? Oh man. <laughs> Yeah, and that's also what, and just not to get off topic, but I guess there's some kind of a petition where there's over that have gotten a half a million signatures. Like, the oh my days. gosh, rewrite it, rewrite it. Oh, yeah. whatever. Well, we'll save that discussion for Sunday. Hey, that would be cool, though. Hey, hire WWE writers to go ahead and rewrite Game of Thrones. Oh my god, they'd be bad. They'd be canceled oh my... the second episode. No, but imagine the fights, though. They'd be more interesting. You know, guys are messing with swords, and all of a sudden a steel chair comes out. You know, it'd be awesome. My God, my God, he's got a steel chair. (laughs) Stop the damn match. Stone Cold, Stone Cold. Cold. It's Stone Cold, John Stone. (laughs) Winter has come, Stone Cold. Oh man, okay. So all right, so we've got some Arya title Stark with the RKO out of nowhere. Because <laughs> uh, that's how it would be. One, two, three. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> and the show's over, guys. Congratulations. <laughs> Jamie would have power slammed Cersei. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> I didn't need to hear you guys have me coughing. All right, there you go. Oh man! All right, so we, we've got a bunch of title matches to go over now. Yes, we do. Uh, I, I think we're gonna go with the um, the less entertaining of my guests, and that's going to be Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio. I hate to say that because it's Rey Mysterio and it's Samoa Joe. These guys are great, but uh, this is this is a makeup match. We already know that. I mean, we already know who's going to probably win it because it would have been the same exact match it would have had at WrestleMania had it been if someone didn't actually get injured. Um, I, I'm going to throw my pick out there right off the bat. I would love to see Ray Mysterio win it, but there's no reason why Ray Mysterio needs it. There's not there's nothing going on. This rivalry, there's nothing to this rivalry, to be perfectly frank. Um, other than the fact that, you know, Samoa Joe's abused him 22nd win at WrestleMania because we know he, uh, Ray was injured. He he hit he hit it quite well and said he'd be ready to go, and obviously was not. This is gonna be a good match. Uh, but to be perfectly frank, it's a match we could have just lived without. I think they could. I, Rey Mysterio, we've they've got to find a better niche for Rey Mysterio. I, I don't want to see Rey Mysterio going out as a filler 
or hearing that he's going to go ahead and not renew and go to another company to see if he can try and make his luck there kind of thing. Ray, Ray Mysterio deserves to go out as a champ, but not the U.S. champ and not against Samoa Joe, and he's not going to be leaving anytime soon. Yeah, right. Um there's there's a lot of side things that can come out of this, and I oh, think yeah. we were you, you yeah you and I were both you, you mentioned at the beginning, and I didn't have a chance to totally agree uh, agree with it that they've been setting this up <clears throat> to bring in family, um, and that's that that's that's where I think something something there's gonna be a twist here with this one. Uh, Ray's son has been in this now for what a good couple months now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and by the way, man, it's crazy. The last time I saw Ray's son before he came back in it, he was shorter than Ray Mysterio. Now he's like twice his size. That kid, <laughs> right. It's crazy. <laughs> and, and from what I heard, he's doing pretty good in the ring. So who knows? We might see him uh, See him in there. Yeah. Uh, my pick on this one's going to be Samoa Joe. It's going to last longer than 20 seconds. Um, Samoa Joe's got really good heel heat right now and they need to give him a better rivalry i mean they the aj styles was great and everything uh yeah i i want him to have that type of rivalry with someone again going into SummerSlam. um but this is going to be an entertaining match but i'm giving it to samoa joe uh and i believe bearded master did the same as well what's your what's your pick on this guy i'm gonna go with you guys on samoa joe as well it's unanimous um Part of the reason, I mean, since he's won the U.S. champ, other than, you know, he's had this rivalry with May Mysterio, but because of the injury, he could really cultivate it and, like, kind of extend it, make it more entertaining and that kind of thing. Um, but, I mean, I, I've obviously, you know, I picked some Joe, but, you know, we could get totally swerved and Ray could come out as champ at, at Money in the Bank. Absolutely. I mean, and, and, and you know what? Right out of – all the champions that WWE's had, Samoa Joe's been shat on the most. Yeah. Like, he's had those crap losses where it's like he gets rolled up or he gets a freaking you know, schoolboy so, or something So, like it, that. It, could, it could very well happen, but I don't think it will. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I, I think, think I think he I, drops the title at SummerSlam for a better rivalry and story. Possibly, yeah, definitely. It just depends on who they move with that. But, yeah. all right, so we're all with Samoa Joe there. Um should we go – should we keep on the – yeah, we should keep on the championship because this is money in the bank. So well, we'll are, do the money – we'll do those ones last. Yeah, those we'll are those last. last. All right, all right. So, so um, let's go with the WWE championship next. We've got Kofi Kingston versus Kevin Owens. Now, this one – this is unique. Kevin Owens has been coming back, and he's had some matches. He's been more of a instigator – Look at him drinking his liquid death. Yeah. Not sponsored. Uh, <laughs> but if you want to talk about us, by all means, please do. And you get more welcome sponsors if you want. Uh, but uh, I, I I look at this match and I'm thinking this is a way that they are trying to get some stuff going. Okay. Uh, Kevin, Kevin Owens is getting back into the limelight again and they're forcing it in really fast. Uh, you also got another person that they're going to be, you know, we'll probably talk about here later. And you got Kofi Kingston, which right now everyone wants to see Kofi do well. Um, I think it's important for him to do well because right now New Day is kind of like in a, uh, in a, um, let's just say it, they're, they're not happening right now between Xavier's injuries. 
uh, and Kofi trying to be himself separate with uh, Big E still being out, this is a really interesting time for New Day if they're going to, you know, the, the hang and that, to, the, to do what they can. Um, I'm going to let you start off on this one. What do you think is going to happen? Who do you think is going to take that win? Um, it, it really, it really, what it comes down to is, it, for me, it comes down to the placement of the matches, when and where you're going to have the matches, when the Money in the Bank ladder matches are going to happen. You, you could do so many different things, but now keeping on track on what WWE does tend to do, um, I'm going to go with Kofi because when you think about it, this is his essentially his first big major title defense and with everything that you built up with how you built Kofi up, you know, the B plus superstar, you know, living the dream here for 11 years to have him drop it on his first title defense. I just don't see it happening now on the flip side though. Um, can I see, you know, you know, they may, you know, like I said, my, my pick's Kofi, but they may swerve us. Um, but it's it's not like I'd be mad with it. I mean, I'd be a little disappointed, but at the same time, I like Kevin Owens. I am a fan of Kevin Owens, um, and I like when he's a champion or holds a different type of championship, like when he held the Universal title, um, when he was uh, the face of America as the United States champion, <laughs> which was amazing. Yes. Um, so I, I like seeing Kevin Owens because he does have, you know, he's the prize fighter. He does have that championship demeanor. It's something that he can build up, make prestigious, and do it in his own way. Um, but for the sake of the storyline, the sake of what you're trying to do with New Day and Kofi, Kofi's going to retain it. Okay. So, and and Bearded Master agrees with you on Kofi Kingston winning this one. Here's where uh, here's where things start kind of splittering with us. Okay. I I really think they're going to give it to Kevin Owens. And here's what's going to happen. Because everything, like you said, placement of this is going to be exactly what you're talking about. And I think placement of this is also going to affect other matches as uh, going into this. Kofi Kingston, and this is nothing against him or anything. I think he needs to be a champion, and I think he'll probably get it right back here pretty soon. But what WWE is trying to do is they're trying to interject a a, a couple guys back in who, who, when working together, were solid. Were one of the best storylines that WWE had back in 2017 before the major injuries happened to both of them. Um, but then there also you can kind of see the tea leaves happening with the uh, with Kofi's side. Right now there's been some, uh, I don't want to say dissension or anything like that, but it's the... Xavier Woods being injured kind of thing, and then he's coming out kind of stuff. Uh, Big E's not around. W uh, Kofi trying to take more of it himself kind of thing. I'm not trying to say this is the beginning or the end of New Day. I'm saying that this is the beginning of the uh, the beginning of the New Day, kind of like getting back to form. They're setting up Big E coming in and saving the day when his injury's done. Like you're going to expect New Day to kind of get splintered after this match. But it's not going to happen. What is going to happen is Sami Zayn's going to somehow come out. Kofi's going to tell Xavier to stay back because this is his title match. 
Sammy's going to come out. Kofi's going to come out. It's going to be the classic, hey, the extra people get involved. And somehow, I don't know how it happens. I hate to say it because I always want I always want Xavier to win a belt. I want Xavier to be a champ. I'm a big Xavier fan. But somehow Xavier is going to mess this match up, and Kevin Owens is going to win the match. That's It's not going to be a clean win. And Kevin Owens is going to get the belt. Because he's got a lot, he got he got garnered some instant heat the minute he turned on New Day, and that has been on fire since. And I think it's a great switch for them to give it to him, albeit even just for a month or two until SummerSlam. I don't know whatever they want to do, but that should give Big E enough time to where it looks like that New Day starts splintering off, but then he comes back at SummerSlam and the gang comes back together, kind of thing. So I'm I'm giving it to Kevin Owens. And I, I'm going to tell you right now, up until about 10 minutes, 15 minutes ago, when I started kind of chatting and talking to you about this stuff and really started thinking about it, I was thinking Kofi was going to take it too. But after thinking everything over, I'm giving it to Kevin Owens, man. Okay. So that's going to be the one that gets me over the top this week. Yeah. <laughs> no, you always match your picks, so it's fine. Oh, shut your mouth. Free, free win for right. me and Beard one. Oh, you're funny. That's funny because you know I beat you the first year and you were no you didn't huh no you didn't oh we tied that's right we yeah we tied that's right because you started glumming on my picks all right uh that so we've got now we got um you you said your pick right you said Kofi and so did okay perfect let's move on to the Universal Championship Seth freaking Rollins versus AJ. Styles. I want to go first with this one. <laughs> You're by all means, sir. The floor this, is yours. This, I think, is going to be the match of the night. Okay, don't. I can. I can sure. Don't get me wrong. Nothing against the man or anything, but we've seen Becky versus Charlotte, um, Becky versus Lacey. It's going to be entertaining, but the fact that you have the phenomenal. AJ Styles and the Beast Slayer Seth Rollins in a match, and these two are known for essentially, you know, Monday Night Rollins, the house that AJ Styles built. These guys are going to put on a fantastic match. I do um, believe this is their first match in right? WWE. Is, yeah, in WWE, this is their first match against each other in WWE. So this, and that's why it's going to be fantastic. Now. Same kind of idea. Like, I'm literally split on a razor-thin edge for this one. I can see it going both ways, but I'm going to give it to Seth Rollins. And you guys know I'm a huge fan of AJ Styles as well. Um, but the fact that with everything that Seth went through to win the belt off Brock Lesnar, you're not going to have him drop it one month into his reign. Now, granted, you know, Seth is going to drop it because it's not going to be a lengthy title run um, like Brock had because Brock had it for essentially two years. It's not going to be that long. AJ's had his for a year. Um, I can see this rivalry cult uh, to continue to grow, and I can see another match between these two at SummerSlam um, where possibly, you know, later on down the road, AJ will win it then. But right now, given the time frame and everything that Seth has done, if you take the title off of Seth, you've in a way kind of just debunked everything he did to win the title off Rock. Um, so for that reason alone, um, and pretty much that reason only, uh, Seth's going to retain. Yeah. Um, I call this a respect match. In other words, 
these guys, these are the two top dogs for the last year and a half. These these two wrestlers have carried both shows. AJ Styles carried SmackDown and Seth Rollins. God, we had that run of like six months in a row where, where he was just killing it. Every match was point. It got to a point where he started a pay-per-view, and then you had to follow that, and that's just crazy. Um, and, yeah, Seth Rollins has been on fire. With this, with this being said, I agree with you. This is not the begin. This is not the end. Or this isn't a one-time thing. This is what I call a respect match, to where these guys are going to have one of the best matches of the year. This will be a match of the year candidate. I do believe, as you and also, uh, let's see here. Yeah, also bearded master Seth Rollins will pull off the win. It's unanimous. My reason why I don't think Seth, uh, AJ Styles is going to win it is because, to be perfectly frank, I don't need to see AJ Styles as a champion right now. I've gotten used to him not having a belt on him, and I just – the the house that AJ Styles built kind of thing, um, it got old, and it kind of went with his belt. I want him to be without a belt for a while. I want him just to show that he, he can dominate a show without having a belt. And I want to see this rivalry go through SummerSlam to where that that match in SummerSlam is going to outdo this match. And so, yeah, no, 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 you're, you're right. But honestly, no, it's AJ. AJ has the same kind of pop that Roman does, regardless if he wins or loses. He's AJ Styles. He's always going to get that pop. He is one of the fan favorites. But no, but he he's in the sense like even even with Seth Rollins, like you have three superstars: Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, and AJ Styles. That even without a belt, are still going to get a huge pop nonetheless. Um, but yeah, it's this match will cultivate, and we will have another match at SummerSlam, which absolutely it's going to be better than this one. Yeah, and our producer. And by the way, if you're not watching us live right now. Producers on fire, man. We got a good chat going on. Rollins already won the uh, one hit. He's officially with Becky. He could lose the belt, and he's still winning. Well, unless Becky's making herself the man with him, then he may. <laughs> Which I don't know if you're into that thing. You might be a happy guy. Yeah, but um, yeah, no. See, so you get the respect match. What will happen is is at the end of the match, they're going to do the handshake in the middle, the kind of like, hey, cool, great match kind of thing, once in a lifetime, whatever. But then the next couple of weeks, in traditional WWE fashion, they're going to have the interviews. Hey, Seth Rollins, great job winning AJ. Yeah, it was a great match. Yeah, AJ did great, blah, 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 blah. And then AJ, he's going to say one little thing. Well, I'm done with AJ now. Let's move on to something else. And then AJ is going to take offense to that. Well, what do you mean? And then it's going to start going from there. And so by the time SummerSlam comes around, they're going to have a competitive rivalry. That's how how WWE usually kind of grooms these things because Seth Rollins and AJ is not a rivalry, and it's only been, you know, couple weeks three weeks that they've been talking about this match now it hasn't been going on for like six months or anything so this is not a long yeah it's it's just recent this has a potentially if done correctly and it'll be a lengthy rivalry and it could very well be one you know up for rivalry of the year if they do it right yeah and and not only just for the year but this could be potentially one of those those ones you could have for two or three years in other words it's they're not feuding all the time 
But whenever they get a match, it's just another adding on to the previous. And they're always going to have that competitive edge against each other because that's how their attitudes are and that's how they are in the ring itself. So this could be one of those ones where you can continuously have it regardless if they're fighting every week or talking about each other. But the minute they, they get another match, it just keeps going and they keep, you know, over time moving on. I could yep. totally see that. So um, it's going to be – and I agree. I think it is going to be match of the night. I think it's going to be bar none. The gosh, that's going to it's going to be crazy. I just hope they don't start the pay per view with that because that's going to be a hard way to be able to fall. All the other matches from that point forward, I don't care how much you're wanting to see them. That's going to be rough. That's going to be later on. Yeah, they have to do. So, um, all right. So now we've got the the women's championship matches. Uh, we've got we've got. Raw and SmackDown with Becky two belts, champ champ, uh, defending both belts. Uh, and once again, if she loses, she has Seth Rollins, so I guess she's all right. No, <laughs> <laughs> but she's defending both matches at the same time. I think the way they're going to start off the pay per view is it's probably going to be one of Becky's matches to begin with to give it, her that little gap in between. Remember, remember with what I said a couple weeks ago that. I had one scenario where Becky loses, and this would be the only way I can accept it. But I'm that that was that was the thought I had, and we kind of hinted on it. The only way that I can accept Becky losing is if the very last match is with her, if, if her and Lacey Evans go first, then it's her and Charlotte. But you have that match after the Women's Money in the Bank contract where Bailey wins and Bailey cashes it in. That'd be the only way I could see it because essentially you have three of the four horsewomen of WWE and you essentially having it Bailey cashing it in to win it over both Charlotte and Bay. Wow. So you just jumped the money in the bank, huh? Just like that, huh? Well, that's me saying that'd be the only way I'd be. Oh, okay. 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 That's a very, very niche and specific scenario. Now, now here's the thing. I've, yeah, I, I, yes, I, that's, I, I am like Doctor Strange. <laughs> I only have one scenario that I would be happy with. <laughs> yeah, out of 14 million, right? Um, so, so here's the thing. Becky Lynch keeping both belts is completely plausible. It is. Okay. Um, she loses a match, and we're not talking picks yet. If she loses a match, I'm going to tell you right now, it's not going to be the flare one. No. I think, I think what's going to, I think there's a possible scenario. And, and this is once again, going with, you know, call, call it what it is. We're just kind of watching how, because Vince McMahon's still running the show right now and seeing how he, how he's picked before you've got Lacey Evans who fits his profile of the perfect female wrestler. She's tall. She's blonde. She's, and physical fitness shape. She's everything want Vince McMahon wants in the champ. Okay. Now, first off, we don't want to see, uh, uh, excuse me, <laughs> we don't want to see Charlotte Flair win her ninth title. I am sorry. If she wins her ninth title, she's on a fast track to take out her dad's record, which I don't want to see her take out 16 championship records. I don't want to see another Flair win that. I would like to see someone else who's, I think, earned it a lot more, like, say, a Cena. Or, hell, get Randy Orton on some belt runs or something. <laughs> Anyone but Charlotte. I don't want to see her beating her dad's record. 
And, and I'm just being I, I'm being blunt. I like watching her, and I like having her in the ring and everything as far as watching the ring wrestling and stuff. However, I'm starting to get annoyed with the, the Charlotte Flair shove-in-your-face kind of stuff and the whole, like, I, you know, she's really taking the the bread uh, into the wrestling kind of thing they're groomed for, whatever you want to call it, too it, far. It, it is. And and I've said this before, like, if, if you hate the fact that Roman Reigns gets shoved down her throat, but you can stand Charlotte Flair, then there's something seriously wrong with you. And don't get me wrong. I like Charlotte. I like watching her. But seriously, it's just like, seems like every time there's a women's championship, it's getting stale. It's somehow she's involved with it. It's like, yeah. you know, what we were talking about last year with, with the SmackDown tag teams. It was the Bar, the New Day, the Usos. Like, get, she needs to take a break and be out of the limelight, the championship limelight, for a little bit. Like, yes, I would like to see her have a title again later on, but not right now. Not like this. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I don't want Charlotte winning a match anytime soon, or at least a belt. She doesn't need it. She needs to take some time away from gold because ultimately you're starting to see it. I'm not trying to say that Sasha uh, Banks is probably frustrated with the scenario, but how do we not know if she's frustrated with the fact that Charlotte Flair has been getting all these opportunities lately? Now, I don't know if she's getting these because of the fact that Sasha's not involved right now. I don't know. This is all hearsay. I'm just throwing it out. But if you look at it this way, if I was in your promotion and this one person, regardless of whatever's going on, keeps getting opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. And let's just say it's because of the last name. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. She's she's being pushed the hardest. She's getting pushed harder than Roman Reigns, I think, has. I mean, it's just she's getting everything right now. I would not want to wrestle for your company. I would not want to be on your roster if that's what my future holds, that I'm always going to be a mid-carter or I'm always going to be talked about as the four horsemen or four horsewomen, but never get that opportunity to get a belt because you're giving it the freaking Charlotte Flair all the time. And, I would hence, and hence where you see that scenario with Bailey. Yeah. Because that because because essentially what you just described essentially is Bailey, if you think about it. Yeah, and, and once again, we'll get to that in a second, everything. But it's just, it, it, it's, it's a very frustrating situation with what they have right now. I like the fact they're going to be running this match uh, the way it is, but I, I, I don't want to see that. I, and I don't think a lot of, I think a lot of WWE fans don't want to see that right now. Yeah. Um, now, as far as the matches themselves, let's start off with the uh, Raw Championship: Evans versus Lynch. Do you think it's too early for Evans to win? Yes. Uh, so, so, think- so, so, with, with that, so, so, uh, regardless from what I said about the straight-on scenario pick, which would be okay, acceptable, which I'd be okay with, but essentially, I Becky is the hottest, the hottest thing going right now in the women's division. There's no way that you you have her drop one. Yeah, I'm gonna say there's no way you have her drop one of her two titles this early on. You think she runs the gauntlet for a while? She she runs great. the gauntlet. She has the target. She's Becky okay. two belts. So you have her winning. You have her winning against Evans and Charlotte. Um, uh, so you have her winning both matches. I have her winning both matches. Bearded, Bearded Master has the same. I I now I will tell you I have Lynch winning against Flair. I I just don't. Uh, since we're already talking about who's going to win both matches, 
I just don't see them giving Flair the belt. I can't and because it's just going to cause chaos. And, and I don't know, maybe that's what they want, but the fans are going to get frustrated. That first match, Monday night, if Flair comes out with a belt, okay, or it'd be Tuesday night because that'd be the SmackDown belt, but who knows? Maybe she'd come over because of the wild card. Um, if she walks out with a belt, there's going to be a riot. I mean, I'd rather see Ruby Riot win the dang belt. There you go. We right? win or we riot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, the Lacey Evans and Becky Lynch match, it's interesting to me. And the reason why I say that is because I've already mentioned the fact that, this, that Lacey Evans is Vince McMahon's prototypical. That's what she he wants to hold the belt. I mean, you can look at the 90s, Trish Stratus. I mean, she was the main she was the main person in the '90s that were winning belts. You've got a you've got a taller version of Trish Stratus going on right now with the blonde hair and the in shape body and everything like that. Now she's only been on the main roster for technically a month for wrestling and three months as far as being promoted with her walking up and down the aisles and everything. They've kind of hinted to it. Where Becky was like, "Hey, look, it's the twins," you know, Charlotte and and the, and, the, the meme, the meme yeah. she put out, <laughs> yeah, McMahon's twins, my twins, <laughs> yeah. So, so it's totally possible that Lacey Evans pulls off the win on this. It really is because that's that's Vince's wheelhouse right there. So, is that your pick? Well, that's the thing. Does she? It's hard, man. It, it, you, you, how you say razor thin, I'm kind of liking the same one on this one because me personally, since I've seen Evans go through NXT, I would like to see her win the belt. I wouldn't like her to win the belt against Lynch, though, because I think right now, like you said, Lynch is on a hot streak right now. But there's what I'm thinking. It's going to be a better match than Flair and Becky Lynch. I think other, uh, uh, everyone right now is kind of like, uh, you know, underdog. she's underdog in Evans. Everyone's underdog in Evans right now. She's got a building and talent that if you haven't seen on NXT, you're going to see oh, on I, Sunday. I, I don't doubt that. And I'm not doubting that. But just yeah. for the sake of what's going on with Becky and how hot she is, yeah, I, I just don't see it right now. Yeah. I – I gosh, man! It's like I, I keep going back and forth. Minute, I'm about Just to say make it. the bad pick. I'm gonna make the bad pick, and I'm gonna go with Becky Lynch. She's gonna win. That's not a bad pick. That's the great. Pick. That's that's a that's I, a bad. The, the, pick. the bad picks, Lacey Evans. It's unanimous. No, that's the bad pick because okay. I have a bad feeling that freaking Vince is gonna prove me right in there. I hope I'm wrong. You're, but you're, you just said but I will tell you I will tell you this after this match though uh Becky or excuse me uh Lacey Evans gets a belt soon she's gonna grab a belt oh yeah and it's gonna happen no, a lot no sooner doubt. than most people want no so doubt. um yeah so you've got all right so we've got the title matches out of the way everyone's agreeing right now pretty much there's only like two matches that we're not all in agreement with you have Roman reigns uh, we have Elias. And then uh, I have Kevin Owens. You guys have Kofi. So um, we're kind of like at a stalemate, I guess, in a sense, huh? Yep. It's all going to come down to the money in the banks. Money now, in the bank. Where? The, so, guys watching and listening to the stream, the money in the bank pick is worth three points. Not three not the five. Points. Not the five like Royal Rumble because there's more people in the Rumble. But this one, three picks. Or three, three points. Picks. Three picks, no, three, three, three points three. for your for your pick. So go ahead, and start all right. us off. 
I'm going to start off with the men's money in the bank. All right. Yeah, I, and I, I because I think the women's is going to probably uh, hopefully be better than last year. So we're going to start with the men's first. Uh, the contestants. So let's start off with that first of all. I've got them written down here. Uh, because obviously we had a change this week. If you now spoiler, if you haven't watched any wrestling, go ahead and mute this for a minute, um, or just not because you're going to probably be upset anyways. We've got, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, we've got seven people. We've got Andrade, hey. Randy Orton, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Finn Balor, and a recent change uh, as of Monday night, Sami Zayn. As and, he won the match against uh, the big man. And Ali. Is Ali in there too? Yeah. Man, I didn't see his name on there. I could have swore Ali. There's, there's, eight. there's eight men and eight women. <sighs> no, one, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, okay. I must have missed that. My bad. All right. So, yeah, Ali. Um, this, I mentioned this a couple weeks ago when we first talked about it. <laughs> Excuse me. This is going to probably be one of the more entertaining uh, Money in the Bank matches that we've seen in a while with the amount of the competitors on her. Now with the added twist of ditching one of the, the big guys and putting in now Sami Zayn, who's spry and ready to go, man. Two shoulder surgeries, he's ready to dive back into everything. Um, I'm going to start off with saying my pick. Okay. Um, I kind of alluded to this earlier with a couple matches ago, which is going to actually uh, kind of work with me on here. Kofi loses his belt to Kevin Owens. Okay. I never said how Kofi was going to lose that match. I did mention though, however, that Sami Zayn and Xavier is going to be involved in it one way or another. Sami Zayn's going to somehow make this happen for Kevin Owens. And then guess what's going to happen? Money in Bank's going to come back around, and Sami Zayn is going to win the Money in the Bank. I, I'm throwing it out there. Sami Zayn has been pushed out there for the last three to four weeks since he's been back on his totally negative PR thing. And then last week, him and the Kevin Owens show got back together, and I think that's exactly what WWE needs for them to do to get both those guys pushed over again. Sami needs Kevin. Kevin needs Sami. It's not to say that Kevin can't go without Sami. But I think they've invested so much time and money into Sammy that they want to see him kind of move forward. And the only really good push he's had is with Kevin Owens. And so what's going to end up happening is Kevin's going to win the belt. Sammy's going to win the money in the bank. Guess who's going to turn that money in the bank in on Kevin Owens? It's going to be crazy. For the next after money in the bank, the next four weeks are going to be crazy with that whole Sammy Zane, Kevin Owens thing and him holding that. Money in the bank. I said I know it sounds outrageous that the guy just got thrown in at the last minute, but it makes perfect sense that they just threw him in at the last second to give you that nice last minute swerve. I'm picking Sami Zayn to win the money in the bank. Okay. Okay. Your turn, sir. My turn. So you have a lot of different superstars. Obviously, it's not going to be Finn because he's already the Intercontinental Champion. Um, probably not Ricochet or Ali because they're still somewhat <laughs> new. Um, as much as I enjoy Ricochet and Ali, and they're going to be taking some major, major spots. Baron Corbin's already won it and failed at his catch-in attempt. So, you pick Sammy, but Sammy was kind of last minute added on. I could see him going that way, but I don't think so. 
That leaves really three people. You have Andrade, Drew McIntyre, and good old Randy Orton. Ooh. So with everything that McIntyre is doing right now, um, he could be essentially set up in the prime position to win this contract. But necessarily, you don't necessarily, he doesn't necessarily need the championship to get himself into a championship picture. Zuri has multiple wins over Seth Rollins, and, you know, he's kind of, you know, going out saying that. I've dismantled the shield, that kind of thing. Andrade, I can see possibly winning it just because it's, you know, personal stuff and who he's engaged to, that kind of thing. But then you have Randy Orton. You have the Viper before. Who has won it before. And what a way to kind of set up and kind of bring the, you know, get that viewership kind of set up for Fox later on in the fall with having somebody like Randy Orton with the Money in the the Bank briefcase going into Fox. That's just going to spike ratings up, shoe ratings up, because when you think WWE, yeah, you think John Cena, The Rock, but Randy Orton's in there as well with The Undertaker, that kind of thing too. So I'm going with the Viper, Randy Orton. That's my All right. There you go. And because we're not going to go into long spiel, uh, Bearded Master picked Andrade. And I can see that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, I, everyone's got a different pick on this one, guys. Hey, we're either not going to win or someone's going to get some extra points. There you go. Yep, that's exactly what it is. All right, before we get in the last match, uh, I just want to once again thank Malice-Corp for the time tonight. Thank you guys so much for allowing us to do the show again here. Uh, make sure that when you're watching this or when you're hearing it, when we eventually get our audio back up and running on the on the, on the, on the, on the streams and whatnot, that you uh, like us, subscribe to us, tell your friends about us, put some comments in there. Uh, please uh, go to YouTube, go to Twitch. Um, definitely like the show, if, especially if you like what you're hearing. Tell us who your picks are going to be. You can go to Malice-Corp and check out not only all of our previous casts, but you can also see all the other podcasts I do. And I mentioned earlier, tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, the main nerd uh, podcast. And then uh, Sunday night will be at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, Game of Thrones, the alcoholic cast. It'll be fun. Don't miss it. Enough said. Plenty of mead probably be going around that night. Um, but thank you guys very much, Malice Ivan Corp. Let's get let, let's get on to this last match. We, we are running our time. The women's money in the bank match. I have a sneaking suspicion that some people are gonna be about the same. Um yeah, I think you and I are gonna be the same on this one. I'm gonna throw out Bearded Masters pick first. He's picking Ember Moon. And I have a feeling the reason why he's picking Ember Moon is because she was on a track to win a belt before she got injured. And this would be a great opportunity for her to win uh, or get her name back into the uh, limelight with winning the money in the bank, especially with the amount of talent she has and what she's already proved what she could do with a ladder. Um, that's a solid pick for a uh, winner. And it is a solid pick. And uh, she's actually my second she, – she's my runner-up pick. Yeah. Which were but, your, your main pick, but your main pick, who's who's it going to be? So when you're looking at everybody, all the ladies that are involved with this match, you have Natalia, you have uh, Nikki Cross uh, filling in for Alexa Bliss. 
you have Dana Brooke and Naomi. Then on the SmackDown side, you got Evermoon, Mandy Rose, Carmella. Then you have Bailey. That I'm I'm saying it now. Bailey is my pick to win this, to win the Women's Money in the Bank. And the reason before, and the reason behind that is she's even when she was on Raw, when you had Charlotte and, and Sasha going back and forth with the Bank, Becky was always kind of in the shadows. Now that you have her over on SmackDown as a singles competitor, you broke up the Boston Pilot connection. When you think of it too, she's kind of in Charlotte and Becky's shadow a little bit. You know, the fourth member of, you know, the four horsemen, uh, horsewomen of NXT. Like, it's it's one of those things where she wins it, then, you know, then it kind of, like, makes Charlotte and Becky go, like, oh, crap, Bailey has, Bailey has the thing. We never even thought of her as a competitor, but now that she has it, she can have that opportunity at any time. Bailey is one of the under, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Even though she's lovable, likable, everybody likes her because it's Bailey. But she, at some point, you know, seems to be like one of the underutilized popular female talents on the roster. And to kind of have her with this contract kind of elevates her, puts her more in like back into the limelight where she deserves to be. Uh, yeah. And you know what? I agree. I think Bailey's going to win this one. Uh, and the reason why is very similar to what you said already. Uh, I, I just think the added, pu- uh, added thing, though, is that they have been pushing her a little bit more lately. They've been trying to get her to go solo. They got her away from uh, Sasha Banks, and the minute she did, well, she just started going right after Charlotte. And I like that because of the fact that I think she has more to offer to uh, the women's division versus – uh, being a tag team partner or whatever or something like that. I think she has a lot more. She has the fan base to do it as well. No matter what happens, Bailey always has the the huggers out there. They're out there waiting for her to win that belt, and it's been too long since she's had uh, – yeah, exactly. She, it's been too long since she's had an individual's belt, and I think it's time for her to start uh, getting ready for one. And so I see her winning the money in the bank and cashing it in, possibly SummerSlam. Who knows? Just depends. Oh. I mean, there's a scenario. Or, it could be the same night. Can't be the same <laughs> night. That one scenario where I'd be yeah. okay with it. Where <laughs> yeah. And you know what's crazy? That could also be used as a heel turn, too, because no one wants to see Becky Lynch lose, especially at night when she wins. Yeah. This is the only way it will make it more bittersweet. And that's going to be a term that's been thrown around a lot in multiple different podcasts <laughs> this week. Um, and like I said, the only reason I say it is if she cashes in the same night, but not on Becky. If Charlotte wins and Bailey, if Bailey wins the money in the bank, then you have Charlotte and Becky go last. Charlotte beats Becky, but then here comes Bailey cashing in after she wants to win it right under her feet. That would be amazing. Absolutely. That 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 to me, that'd be a crazy way to end the the, the whole pay review. Yeah, it would. It would be the best way to end it. Yeah. So I mean, so it looks like uh, one way or another, man. There's there's a possibility of having a tie or someone winning, squeaking it out. I mean, we've we've had some good picks here tonight. So and, and um, all legitimate points for these picks. Yeah, absolutely. 
And by the way, I want to go back really quick and just say that the uh, cast on Sunday night is a drinking cast. So bring your beverage of choice, Coke Zero included, if you would like. Not sponsored by us uh, or by them. But I'm going to give you, you some giant milk. There you go, giant milk. <laughs> exactly. Um, but hey, there you go, guys. That's our Money in the Bank cast. Uh, we appreciate you guys hanging out tonight and are watching us later on. Uh, please, like I mentioned earlier, subscribe to us. Go ahead and tell us if you think we're right, wrong, uh, uh, agree with us, like us, whatever you like to do. But make sure uh, you go ahead and check it out before, obviously, uh, Sunday. Uh, Money in the Bank is coming around the corner here very fast. Uh, now, you can fo uh, follow our missing guy uh, tonight, Bearded Master, at A Bearded Master. A Bearded Master. You can check that out on uh, Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. He also does another cast. It's called Boot to the Face. Uh, it's awesome as well. You can definitely check it out. Uh, so make sure you follow him. Mind Freak, where can we follow you, sir? You guys can follow me as it's shown over my shoulder on Twitter at MindFreakMLG, talking all things uh, wrestling, nerd, pop culture, gaming mostly. Um, and then right here on Twitch, guys, um, I'm going to be ordering the last couple bits of my thing here after this next paycheck. So streaming is going to be up. Very, very soon, along with another big surprise later on as well. So stay tuned. Oh, man, are you going to hire me, dude? Are you going to have me as a gamer as well on your show? Why not, dude? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, and you can follow me, Masonic Vader, on Twitter. You can see it right above my shoulder as well. Um, Masonic Vader uh, 71 on the PlayStation Network. And, of course, like I mentioned, Follow us, like us, share us right here at Malice Smack Talk. Uh, thank you guys so much. I uh, hope you guys enjoy Money in the Bank. We'll uh, get that cast uh, going next week with our reactions. And, uh, God, thank you guys so much. As we always finish our show, we always finish off with the one, two, three. Have a great Money in the Bank weekend, guys. Take care.